0: I just want to live a clean, free life, Um, but I want to be in control of my mind, not be on autopilot. I want to control control my thoughts. And I literally, when I get up and I I am conscious, I say to the universe, the higher power, whatever, show me how good today can be.
1: Our ever-changing world calls upon the most courageous, resilient, and relentless of us to face its most extraordinary challenges. To help you embark on this journey, we present the Impactful Coaching Podcast, your oasis for inspiration and a beacon to spark the fires of greatness within you. I'm Joseph. I will be your ally in this journey to empower your potential. Join us each week as we dive deep into the heart of ambition, drive, and success to unravel compelling stories of daring leaders who dreamed, struggled, and achieved victory. Our journey begins now. How is everybody doing? My name is Joseph, and this is the Impactful Coaching Podcast. Thank you to all of you, whether this is your first time joining us on the program, or you've been a dedicated listener thus far. Don't forget to send feedback to joseph at impactfulcoachingpodcast.com. It is spelled the way you think. I just wanted to start by saying good morning to my guest today, Irene Siniakis. Irene, I usually ask, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, we got you up pretty early today for this, and so I just wanted to thank you for your willingness to do that and just you know how, how are things going on today like today
0: hi Joseph so lovely to meet you things are well over here in Australia but yes it is a little bit early but no worries I'm happy to be here and help
1: and then for those of you wondering on the video side um, just due to the time that we're recording this uh, over in Australia uh, we agreed that the camera was not necessary but we've got a picture on screen or just close your eyes and just listen to the dulcet tones of our voices (laughs) irene first question for you to start this off is and you've answered this before because i know you've been on another podcast but we got to do it what tell us what you do and what you're up to these days
0: yeah so i'm an online weight loss coach so basically i help women all around the world Lose weight. And it's interesting because they come to me uh, because they want to lose weight. But when we work together and sort of unpack their life, it becomes an all encompassing life coaching slash weight loss coaching program. Because over the years of coaching, it really does drill down to mindset. Uh, It's not just about the things you eat and the food you eat or exercising, it's a holistic, uh, you know, mind body. Uh, connection. So I'm basically a yeah, weight loss coach. I have another business as well, which is a seasoning business. I always like to dabble in different things, keep myself occupied. But yeah, I've been coaching for many, many years, you know, started as a personal trainer, food coach, online weight loss coach. So that's what I do all the way from Australia, but my clients are all around the world.
1: And what I had seen on your website is that you've been in this industry for quite a while and th- there has been shifts and recalibrations on it but you've been in the in the health industry for about 30 years now based off the patterns that i've observed so far with a lot of people that i talk to is that there's usually some major um chapters in people's lives where they uh, end up into say like the coaching space and they come from a different really a different background altogether our, our last guest for instance was a news broadcaster and then he took that knowledge and leveraged it into a, a media and corporate storytelling position so you know there's a yeah, there's a paper trail, but there's definitely been some shifts. So, what has kept you in the industry for so long? Is it is it your passion? Is it just you? You, the universe is telling you this is where you got to be. Yeah, it's interesting because
0: growing up, like even when in my late teens and early twenties, I didn't really like my body, and I'm quite tall, and I was actually thin, like still, you know, I thin, and I just didn't really like my body. And one day, someone said to me, "Why don't you go to the gym?" And you know train and put on muscle the concept of going to the gym wasn't really like i, I wasn't really drawn to it but i thought i will go and i am always uh, always been a kind of person to ask questions so It was really daunting walking in for the first time um but i i chose a a gym that was not so busy just a sort of a quiet little you know gym in the suburbs and i i went and i just started to ask questions you know of the trainers there you know how should i train and back then we used to have uh, fitness instructors these days it's personal trainers and you pay for pt one-on-one but back then we had fitness instructors that would walk the floor and you could ask questions so i would just ask questions about different machines and got started talking to you know personal trainers and he said that yeah you, you, you if you train in a certain way you can change the shape of your body. So I did that for years um and it was it's amazing that honestly if you train in a different way in a certain way you can change the shape of your body. So I just it just became an intrinsic thing because I noticed the difference that when I didn't go to the gym um and in how I felt not only physically but mentally. So I started out not sort of liking my own body and that's how I sort of got into the industry and it just intrigued me how you can adapt and change the your physical shape but then what happened i decided to become a personal trainer and teach what i was learning myself in the gym but after so many years i thought why is it that some clients will get results and others weren't and i thought oh it's the food okay because they all say 80 percent of it's you know nutrition so i became a food coach and thought i would coach people as well on the food because i was also asking questions and learning more and more about food But then you know years and years go by and i thought still why is it that two people very similar one will get results one um wouldn't and it came down to mindset and ultimately mindset should be first and everything else follows because i always say get your mind right and your body will follow but it's i sort of did it in reverse i did the physical side then the food side and then the mindset and as you know this was in my say late teens early 20s and then as the years went by I thought, I need to create this as part of my career because, and someone said to me one day, I was a professional athlete, and I said, you have the ideal, honestly, the ideal life. You're training, you have an amazing physique, you get taught about nutrition, mindset, and you get paid really well. And he said, well, why don't you find what you like doing and make it your job? And I was working in a sales job, corporate back then, working crazy ass hours and not in the not in the I was working in the telecommunications industry. And I thought, okay, well, I like fitness. Why don't I make it my job? So I started to work for Women's Health and Fitness magazine um, and I did that for three, four years. And then I went into a golfing magazine. It was all sort of sports or fitness related magazines. And what I found, Joseph, was that so many people all had the same problem. Everyone thinks they're unique, but it's the same problem. We all want to look and feel good. Um, And we're all sort of scrambling on ways on how to do it. Is it diet? Is it exercise? Is it, you know, so over the years, I guess I was naturally drawn to it because of my own personal challenges. And then I wanted to create it as a job. Um, And then eventually, you know, I created my own online, um, you know, website and my online course. And I started to, you know, I was still training people on the side as a personal trainer and doing food coaching. And then I thought this is this is all about mindset. This has got really, you know, 10, 20% of it is exercise and, and physical exercise. I've got to coach women on how to change the way they think because that's when you get results. Was I drawn to it? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people, you start with yourself and then you want to extend outwards and help others. So that was a long answer, but it's- uh,
1: Well, that's what um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, that's my, my goal. I like, I want to make sure that the answers are, uh, are, are nice and subsensitive it, it gives me more to uh to, to draw from and the first thing that sticks out in my mind just to just to relate to uh your experience as well is that i'm not immune from uh, looking at my own body and wishing things were different it's it's i i find it's a matter of relativity like when i'm just looking at myself in the mirror i go oh you know what actually it's it's not bad but then i'd be wandering down the hallway in my apartment and one of my neighbors um, was uh, bedridden due to her condition and she had a bit of a habit of calling the <laughs> calling nine one one. So sometimes the paramedics would show up, sometimes the firefighters would show up. And like the paramedics and the firefighters, you would think that they were Greek statues come to life. These people are chiseled to perfection. And I'm and then I'm here five nine, thinking like, all right, well, yeah. um, leave, save some for the rest of us, why don't you? So like, the, it, I would come back to my room and think, man, those, those okay. <laughs> some people really uh, look well physically. So I I think. The a person's experience and what we're we're exposed to relative to our our own self exposure does have a pretty significant impact on yeah. how we view ourselves. Did you? What would you say were some of the? I guess the influences or some of the uh, causes or things that compelled you to have that reflection on your own form?
0: I guess, it's just how I felt. I just felt I. I all my life i've always had really good looking friends that just seem to have naturally had that great body and didn't really have to work for it so it's just that comparison syndrome that a lot of people you know you know i I most i deal with women mostly work with women we just have this comparison thing we're always comparing ourselves to others and this was way before social media you know since social media it's way worse now um but it's I just wanted to feel differently, and um, and I thought that if I changed the shape of my body from exercise and eating right, that I would feel better. But I didn't. It was. It wasn't until I guess in my early thirties that I thought, no, this is. It's um, you can look amazing, and although I had really you know good-looking friends, and even later on in life, they were models, like professional models, and they had the package, but they were so unhappy. Right, and we think mm-hmm. that it's better. The grass is greener on the other side, but it's actually not. This all just comes down to mindset. Whether it's business, whether it's your health, life is all about you know mastering your mind. Um, and I didn't realize that back in my twenties. It's um, not until after all the study and the personal development that I've done, and the gurus that I've followed, and the courses that I've done, and so many hours and money invested into really understanding how the mind works that mm-hmm. you know this this stuff should be taught in schools. It's not. Um, and yeah, we should be taught how to how to play life, and we only get mm-hmm. one shot. So yeah,
1: I I agree with you. And not to go off on on a rant of my uh, of my own volition, but there's a lot of things that I was not taught in school. I was kind of shocked. Like I didn't like just speaking very very briefly about finances, for instance. We didn't we weren't taught a, a, a gosh darn thing in school about finances. I didn't realize until 25 that a savings account has generates interest. 25 years old, old enough to go to war. And I didn't know that. I, I just thought that the point of a bank was so that your money doesn't hide under the bed so that somebody breaks in and takes all your money. That's what I. That was my extent of my financial literacy. So I completely agree that there's a lot of things that schools aren't covering that I'd like to see them cover. So mindset is a huge thing that I want to talk about. And I'm almost ready to, to get there. But there's, there's a couple of other small curiosities that I wanted to touch on first. And one of them this comes. Uh, this does come from my uh, personal experience, too, in terms of how our, our bodies can be shaped through our activity and through our exercise. And something that never quite clicked in my mind was the idea of going to work out at the gym as the activity, whereas I guess I always looked at exercise as more of a byproduct of something that I really want to do. So for instance, I, if I like going for walks, or I like swimming, or I've even like. Uh, playing with Nerf guns or, or paintball, our, our physical form will uh, contour to that in order to better meet the needs of these activities. So it's a very different thing to get into wrestling or to get into boxing or combat sports versus football versus versus swimming versus golf, which takes a surprising amount of endurance because you're out there for a long time and you have to maintain form. So for you, was were you drawn to exercise for the sake of exercise? Was it a... a for you really that means to the end or um what's been your experience with i guess more of just that raw direct focus on just working out in its most um uh, fundamental form
0: for me back then it was vanity i just wanted to look good my friends look good i wanted to look good too It was purely just vanity i mean it's not until later in life you don't care so much about that but it's yeah back then in my early 20s i was going out partying and i just wanted to look good and that was my focus health I didn't even care about it was just to look good but from going repetitively to the gym and then being curious about it asking questions and I love learning Um, I didn't realize it back then but you know I love asking questions I love learning and then it just becomes an intrinsic thing because when you stop going to the gym and you stop eating well you feel like crap excuse my French, you just, you feel like crap. Now, does it mean that as health coaches, we are a hundred percent, you know, perfect and we eat carrot sticks all day? Absolutely not. I eat chocolate every day, right? And it's funny, I saw my neighbor um, yesterday, I was walking out and and he said, you're always walking, you're always exercising. And I said, yeah, but I eat a lot. Like, And that's why I exercise so that I can eat a lot and what I want, does that make sense? So instead of restricting myself in, um, in the food and, and trying to stay on a diet, right? I eat what I want, but I work it off. So I kind of have this balance, um, uh, you know, within reason. It's not like I go and eat cream cakes. So it's a vanity thing. That's what, that. if I want to get really raw, I just want it to look hot with, like my friends back then. Um, and then it just became something just natural to me that, you know, it's not, if I didn't go to the gym, it affected me mentally. You see, Um, Mm -hmm. I needed the gym, they say exercise is the best form of an antidepressant. And I didn't realize it back then. But if I don't work out, it's like I get a twitch. (laughs) You know, I I need Mm -hmm. to work out, I need to expend that energy and just um, sweat, there's nothing better than sweating. Um, And really getting rid of all the gunk that's in you. Um, so, yeah, it's vanity. And then it just became intrinsic. And that's the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of people to get started because they think, oh, it's so hard. Um, but, you know, when we get into it, it's, you know, your compelling reason why and all those things around mindset that is going to be your driver, which, you know, I'll wait until you ask me those questions. But, <laughs> yeah, it's you have to want it, though. You know, I wanted to look better. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better. And I didn't know how, how to do it but I just thought I would start. And thank God someone said to me, you know, why don't you go to the gym and, um, you know, train and do weights? And I'm like, well, you know, how can that? I thought people go to the gym to do cardio. Yeah, it's it's an interesting journey. I think life forces you in a way to learn, you know, and everyone has, you know, I was single uh, then and I'm, I'm single now. And I have had people say, you're lucky because you have the time. But if you honestly, oh, my goodness, you know, so... Uh, busy with the things that I want to do or have done over the years and projects I don't get a spare second um because I feel my days um which you know well, I'm sure we'll get into with but things that cho- it's choices it's all choices I wanted to look better and that's what was um my main priority and thank god it became an intrinsic thing
1: so with that let's definitely jump into the uh, mindset portion of this it, it and as I as I mentioned it, it, it does come up a lot but I can't for the life of me remember a a conversation where i really dug in right from that the the organic root of what mindset is so can you um, take me through the point where you became conscious of of mindset and how you would describe what mindset even is in 2023?
0: Yeah. I love that. I love this question because Thank you. when ladies um, book on a call uh, with me, they they might ask, I ask them a few questions. And one of them is, um, you know, around mindset. And when I jump on a call, I, I say, well, tell me, or they say to me, I know that, you know, I've tried all the diets under the sun, but I need to change my mindset. And I say, well, tell me what, what do you think is mindset? And they say, um, I just can't stick to my, plan. I don't have the willpower. So a lot of people think mindset is like this strong willpower. But for me, i found mindset is your energy. So back in my early 30s, you know, I realized one day that I couldn't live every day in the current mindset that I had. So in order to, for me to change my mindset, what I had to do was change my thinking, change my energy, change my, um, like, really shift gears. If, so mindset for me is an energy or an attitude that you have towards something. If you have this attitude, oh, I've got to lose weight, it's hard, it means I have to go to the gym, eat carrot sticks, and, and you think of it in a negative way... Well, that's what you're going to get so mindset is your attitude towards it the energy that you're putting towards it so mindset is not about willpower it's like all right drawing a line in the sand knowing where you are right now getting really raw with you know where am i at and why am i here why how did i get to this point and then shifting into a different gear because you need to be different to be different you can't be the same person and expect a different result so mindset really is um thinking different to create a different action you see and i was thinking in a negative way and i'm still drawn to that sometimes on a daily basis like i don't wake up in the morning going woohoo, life's great i honestly don't i'm hand on heart i wake up thinking uh before i'm conscious thinking about all the things i need to do and oh my god And then I realize that I'm conscious and think, no, 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 I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to shift into the gear, the energy that I want to be. And I think it comes down to our upbringing. And, you know, I had a European upbringing, nothing against my parents at all, but it was a European upbringing, a European, you know, upbringing. And, you know, where things, you know, I was taught things were hard and you've got to work hard for this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. all that sort of, you know, European parents sometimes can really dump a lot of stuff on you, right? Um, And, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it, it's I'm
1: Italian on both sides, so there you go. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's kind of almost like this guilt, this heavy cloud, and um, and I thought I can't live like that. I need to change it. I need to think differently, you know. But then, in doing that, comes more challenges because you start to tolerate less bad behavior from people, from friends. So it, it's challenges in everything, and I guess you when you learn that mindset is. Oh, it's the obstacles are the way you're, you're always going to have obstacles. And when you learn to deflect those obstacles or turn them into opportunities, it's just your attitude and energy towards something. And I'm not sure that I came that that was really clear at all, but it's, it, we get one shot at life. We've got two choices. We can sit here and be a sad sack and think, you know, everything's going wrong, wrong in my life, or we can, you know, pull ourselves out of it. And I understand it's hard because when you're really low, it's really hard to climb out of it. I understand because I've been there, you know, many, many times. It's hard to climb out, but it's you just got to start with one small thing. And if that means listen to a podcast like this, read a personal development book, or even just getting yourself out of bed onto the couch and having a nice cup of tea, like just take one little step to get your mind in a way that it's going to be facing forward not back. So it's thinking, it's all comes down to our, uh, what's between the ears. It's just our thoughts. And when women contact me, they're in, they're desperate. You know, they're in that state of desperate desperation. They want to change. They like, oh, go, I need to change mm-hmm. my mindset, but I need to get them shifting into a mindset that this is doable. It's going to be enjoyable. Just follow the guidance. You'll get the result. You know?
1: And would you say it's a pretty cohesive that most of the the women who reach out to you are are in that state or do you also uh, experience clients who are trying to come out a little more proactively maybe they've seen some of their own friends or family go through this and they're thinking this could happen to me too i would like to get ahead of this
0: yeah i i don't think what a lot of women realize um a lot of this is sort of tapping into the woo-woo Okay, tapping into um, that there is a...
1: Well, I love woo-woo, so I'm more than happy to go there.
0: Yeah, I love woo-woo as well. And, um, you know, when I start to talk to people about your conscious mind and subconscious mind, and they're like, what? You know, so, and it's interesting because I, when I don't work with everyone, I'm not the coach for everyone and I don't claim to be. I'm quite straightforward, straightforward. Um, I'm in my approach when it comes to coaching. And you have to have done some form of personal development or a little bit of woo-woo, because you have to understand that what's keeping you stuck is not your food. It's not, I mean, to a certain degree, if you're eating hamburgers and donuts, sure. But you have to be willing and open to think in a different way And if you haven't done any personal development then i'm not the coach for you there's plenty of things online that you can start to learn but when you do sort of tap into a little bit of personal development and understand that yeah i I can maybe think in a different way if i'm guided in how to do that i can figure out what do i really want and why do i really want it and maybe i can use my mind to start to visualize um and um you know when negative thoughts come up be conscious of them and then tell them to bugger off and reshape and reframe that new thought that takes work. I remember being on a podcast and the girl said that was interviewing me, said, yeah, she does that work. She said, she said, but it's really tiring. And it, I understand it is tiring, but that's where the work is the work you're going to get results from doing the work when it's tiring and hard. You don't get the results when it's easy. And a lot of people don't want, to do the hard work. This is bloody hard work. The amount of hours and um, I guess walking that I've done, the amount of hours at the gym, the amount of hours I've thought about my food, the amount of hours I've put into mindset, it's a lot of work and it's not for everyone. Um, I get it genetically. Some people are just born with a body that, you know, they can sort of eat what they want to a certain point, but I guarantee you when you get to your forties, fifties, I'm in my mid fifties now, it's not so easy. It, things will change. Um, it's all encompassing, Joseph. It's, it's just all encompassing. And women, yeah, have to have done some sort of personal development. And if and if you're listening to this and you haven't, I encourage you to do, do it. go and do a bit of woo-woo. It'll change your life. That's what's the life-changing bit. You get your head right, your body follows. Start to think differently. Think forward, not back.
1: One point that I would like to add into this as well is to fully impart just how difficult this work is. Uh, can and will be because I've made this case on the show a, a few times is that our, our initial experiences during the early part of our lives, as you've alluded to, if we both alluded to with our uh, European upbringing, is those imprints are early in our life and they're some of the hardest imprints to shake off because it's much more potent the, the closer you are to that malleable state i've always been transparent about putting myself on the spot uh, on this content and so like i face negative thoughts intrusive thoughts uh and they and they get pretty dark the work that it takes to start to within my own mind which is a mix of physical and mental to think differently is an ongoing thing and it gets frustrating and it gets tires tiring to feel like i it's just i'm not making progress And the progress is tangential. It's it's incremental. It it comes in zero decimal zero 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 one points. But you gotta remember that like people are dealing with trauma and experience and emotional um, issues that are so prevalent in our lives for at such an early age and can go on and on and on that we build up the habit for it. We build up that muscle memory for it. That's just what our body is used to. So it takes all the effort in the world to to start working some of that off.
0: 100%, and I get it as well because I'm someone that has, you know, suffered anxiety and depression all my life. Um, And I always, I have, you know, always told myself, I don't want to go on antidepressants and, you know, each to their own. But I didn't want that for myself. Hence why I chose the exercise path. Because you do feel better, as we know, when you exercise, but it's hard work getting to the gym. Um, you know, I, back then I used to do at least four times a week at the gym. Now I don't. I do Pilates, and a bit different. But it's it, when you're in that dark place, it's really hard. And like you said, the incremental changes, but you you have to realize that. And what I keep telling myself when I'm in that dark place, because it still happens sometimes, and it might take one or two days to get out of it. Sometimes it might take weeks. Right, and you put kind of this mask onto the world, but really, when I'm in that place, I just keep affirming to myself that this this is just temporary. This will pass. Um, what can I do? And I want I have this little post-it note here. It just sits here. How can I? Which is that's what it says how can I because I'm always asking myself how can I get out of this how can I what do I need to do to get myself from where I am right now just to the next step just to feel that little bit better and I keep coming back to personal development or podcasts there's so many different podcasts that I listen to and um, books and things that audio books from you know just listening to audible just to start to sink into the subconscious mind new thoughts so Yeah, we are pre-programmed, but we honestly get one shot at life. We're all going to die. I know that might sound morbid, but we're all going to die. We're not here to suffer, and it's no one is coming to save us. You know, no, not your partner, not your children. When it's just you alone with your thoughts at night, when you put your head on the pillow, no one is going to save you from those thoughts you have to save yourself and you can be in a relationship that's a great relationship and have a great family life and great kids but if you're not happy in yourself like you have to save yourself you have to start thinking about what you're thinking about and start to change what you're thinking so that you vibrate a different um you know energy and create a different action you have to do that work is is it easy no and a lot of people then resort to alcohol a lot of my women that i speak to resort to alcohol just to take that edge off or use some you know antidepressants or whatever i get there's trauma people have gone through so much trauma um in their past that i haven't experienced and you know there's a purpose for antidepressants i get that it's just i don't know i just want to live a clean free life but i want to be in control of my mind not be on autopilot i want to control control my thoughts and i literally when i get up and I am conscious, I say to the universe, higher power, whatever, show me how good today can be. Like seriously, show me, show me signs. Um, But I'm challenged every day with people, um, with circumstances, and it's how I react to that. Am I perfect? No. Sometimes I fly off the handle and I think, okay, I gave my power over to someone. But at the end of the day, then I think, well, then I'm teaching them because in a way, life sometimes is a straight line and not everyone you're going to deal with is is going to be rosy and happy. Um, And I'm a stickler for customer service. Like if you buy something, you want to get that service. So I'm really, Mm -hmm. and it's something I probably still need to deal with. Even this uh, being at 55, it triggers me when um, you buy something and you don't get the service or someone pro- says they're gonna do something and they don't, they don't have that integrity. Basically, you have gotta learn to understand yourself. It's you. No one's coming to save, you get to know yourself, get to know your thoughts, what are you thinking? Is it helping you go forward or are you thinking backwards all the time? Because if you're thinking backwards, you're depressed. If you're thinking forwards, you're anxious, but it's good to have a good vision forward but what are you thinking? Is it helping you? How can I change it? What can I do to feel better? Because we all want to feel good. Women think they want to lose weight um, to look good, but it's the feeling that we want from losing weight.
1: I, I wanted to touch on what you said about uh, customer service because I had worked in a, a retail sales position for a couple of years. And the I-, I will say that they trained very well to really maximize the output of their employees. but. The, bur- the turnover rate was pretty high because incentives were low and but ever since then it, it did make me see it kind of the way that you're seeing it which is I I am not asking to be you know a- fanned t- for what if I feel hot or be fed fed grapes while I sit on the throne but I want people to at least say hi when I enter a- when I enter a store, I want there to at least be some semblance of appreciation for the business that I'm willing to offer somebody. So it's 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 grinding my gears a little bit too to not um, receive something that I myself have done and that I would be willing to do. And in fact, I've actually had other roles where I'm providing uh, exemplary customer service, and management is actually asking me to dial it back because oh, we we need you to move those boxers. And there's other more important things to, to, to do too. And I'm like, what could be more important than, than servicing the customer? You got you need they got to be happy. They got to come back. Do you realize they can just order this online? Like you, we got to fight to keep these people here.
0: Oh, Joseph, you nailed it, a hundred percent. Without a business, you don't have a business if you don't have customers, and that's the one that you know we talk about mindset and. Um, might sound like i'm digressing but i'll come back to it it's we talk about when you do the mindset work and you start to understand yourself and you raise your own standards okay it the the downside to that is that i find people disappoint me because they i expect a certain standard from them and i walked into a store the other day and i asked the girl a question and she didn't quite hear me and the way she screwed up her face and said, Sorry, you know, just that. And I said to her, mm. Why are you talking to me like that? And she said, You know, again, repeated. And I said, This is so unnecessary. Why are you asking? And she totally said, I'm not even serving you and the next guy had to serve me and I thought the customer service and the the way the world is at the moment I know I'm sounding negative and cynical but people are just so dismissive people are just getting really rude um and I just yeah I just find it unacceptable and that's the downside to doing the mindset work because you have certain standards that you expect from other people and they're not at the sort of same level not that I'm any better than anyone else but I so that's kind of where You then, as you develop mind, you know, mentally in the mind, you'll find that certain people will drop off your life, certain friends. Um, You just think differently. You want better for yourself. You just, so, you know, bringing it back to customer service. Yeah, some of it's appalling out there. We can't change the world, but we can change who we spend our time with. And I know we need to go into stores and buy things. Honestly, yeah, I I could talk hours.
1: Uh, oh, definitely. There's there's uh, a no shortage of of stories. Like I'm I'm just Cliff noting this one just because I, I was I went on vacation uh, with my partner to Niagara Falls and something was up with our credit card. It wasn't taking purchases, yeah. and then and I was like given the runaround for about three hours, calling back like, multiple times before someone finally told me that the credit card was shut down due to a, a misunderstanding, which, granted, s- s- largely my fault but the tone that the person took was just so aggravating yeah. and I'm trying and I'm, and I'm on this very rare opportunity to actually relax and just the confluence of those two things. I just like, I, I lost it. And then now I, now I use a different credit card service. So I agree with you. I think customer service is one indicator that our perception of how we should be treated and how we should be treated. Others is there because, uh, But it's also there in how we deal with our family, how we deal with coworkers, what kind of clients do we want to source, what kind of friends do we want to keep and you know, it can be it can be upsetting because I know I've lost quite a few friends over the years but it's always been an indicator of my own growth and my own ability to say I I just I can't accept this kind of behavior anymore oh, I'm sorry
0: yes talk of my language sorry to interrupt I love this Joseph because it's such a big topic because you know and women don't realize that their external environment has a massive impact on their internal environment and people think that it's I've let friends go and I've had comp- and hard conversations with them and they think you think it's easy? It's hard. It's hard letting someone go, but you just get to a point in your life that you do not want to tolerate any more bad behavior from anyone. And that could just be, like I had one friend who was continually, over the last 30 years, not five minutes late, be half an hour, an hour late. To <laughs> this, and then just expect, you know, and I used to say, you're late again, you know, and, and it's like, oh, sorry, for whatever reason. Little things, I just do not tolerate it anymore. And it's not because... Like I said, I don't think I'm any better than anyone else. We are all equal, but life, we get one shot at it. Why would I waste my time with that kind of thing? So you end up with less people in your life, but it's peaceful. <laughs> you know, you just have more peace. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, as you, you, you know, you end up with this big friend circle of friends, I think, when you're younger and as you get more, you know, as you get older, it just becomes smaller. You really cherish your time. Time, to me, um, is one of my highest values. Like, you know, one, one part of when I'm working with women, it's, we get really clear on your values um, and time, people that waste it. um, Yeah. Like three hours on a call with your credit card, you know, that's just bad, bad, bad service, but it's just, it's infuriating. And it's, but what concerns me is how it triggers me because I can get so angry by it. And it's something that I still work on this day, like, why am I triggered? Because I just find it gets worse, you know, as, as life goes on. Anyway, we are kicking on. We, you know, we're not here to talk about customer mm-hmm. service, but
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I wanted to uh, touch on something else, just in the discussion between our our physical control, our mental control, but also trying to listen and be receptive to the higher powers, whether that's the universe or, or God. And what I'd like to hear from from you is. Where do you feel comfortable relinquishing control and allowing the universe to point things to you? And how do you know you're being given those signs? Oh,
0: I love this question because it's, you know, at times I do relinquish control and other times I try and control it again. And of late, I'm just relinquishing control. The amount of things sometimes in life, you just feel like you're just getting pounded by a stick over and over and over again sometimes. And, um, and it's... It gets to a point where you think, okay, universe, you know, or God, how much are you going to give me? I'm just giving you full control. I really am at the, and especially at this point in my time in my life, there's a, quite a few things going on. I truly believe that we are guided by a higher power. I really do. Um, and in, when I try and control it, my ego gets in the way. When I let go, it's everything falls into place, how it's meant to be. It's it really is more of a peaceful way of living when you just relinquish control.
1: I'd like to share this with you. I haven't shared this on the program yet, just because it hasn't really come up in context. Um, but uh, we're recording this on August fifteenth, and at the end of the month, I'm going to be moving in with my my partner's mother. Um, her uh, her husband and my partner's father passed away uh, just under just yeah just over a, a month ago, and. I I would never in a million years have uh, wished for for him to pass the way He did because he still should have had some more time on this planet. But what I also gleamed from the signs that I was receiving from God was this was also the opportunity that I was waiting for because Toronto way too gosh darn expensive. No one no one can survive here. We don't we no one like how are people how are people going out? How are people living? We don't we have no idea. It's a mystery to us. So the ability to be in a, in a home setting where like, okay, now I can actually have some breathing room with what I earned. I can invest in my business. I can start growing again as opposed to the last three years, which for me has been characterized by just flailing and treading water. You, you lose leverage. You don't get the kind of bargaining power that you would if you didn't have to worry about uh, e- eating. yeah So I, and I just, and I, and I come to it from a place of sorrow and, and grief and saying, I would never have, asked for this if i knew this was the cost but now that i've been given the 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 gift of my some of my freedom back all i feel is that is that gratitude and now i have to make good and do right by uh, by my past by the passing of my partner's father so yeah that's to me is an example of yes. like the, this is as clear as a sign is gonna get it does not get any clearer than this and and god in the universe you'll you'll get what you yes. what you intend but you're it's probably not going to manifest the way you thought it was going to manifest
0: you're 100 percent right it's amazing um yeah it's interesting that we're both sort of connecting at this point when i you know there's i have a little bit of turmoil in my life as well and i never would have thought that i'd get to this position with a certain you know with certain things and i have some other property and stuff um that you know i need to anyway you know sell back to my sister and whatever and it's like I'm I'm just guided. This is all meant to be because I'm thinking in my future, you know, I live beachside, I've worked hard for where I live. Um, but I may not stay here. I may move into state. I may and I'm I just have to trust that God, universe is just guiding you're just guiding me in that way. This is just the way it's meant to be. And it's almost like there's a hand on your back pushing you in a way. Because there's no mm-hmm. other way out you just have to trust the process it's interesting when you let go of that control which is hard to do just go with the flow go with the flow um but every day, it's a mindset thing to remind yourself to just go with that flow and just trust in God, universe, that you are being guided in the right way, whatever's meant for you. Because the way you think it's going to work out, it doesn't work out like
1: that. And there's more than enough people on the planet who don't believe that. So, for for everybody who does believe, God definitely has the bandwidth to assist. Um, because there, if God God may or may not be assisting the people who don't believe or who or who aren't spiritually awakened, but are still being put in 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 place. Yeah. But I definitely think you you definitely get more of that connection, more of that understanding, and more of that peace of mind by at the very least being open to what it is that the, the universe has in store for you. Um, with that, I, I wanted to also get a little bit of a, um, maybe of an example or two of some of the mind shifts sorry, some of the mindset shifts that uh, you've experienced as a coach. So if you want to protect the names and anonymity, of course, I, I totally respect that. But I would really like to hear about what were some of the truly resonant transformations that you've been able to provide the services to?
0: You know what I love? Women contact me because they want to lose weight. But after working with them for 16 or 20 you know sessions, which could span over a six or nine-month period, not only have they... It takes around week five, week six for them to kind of really, really share what's going on in their life. Because when they contact me, they, you know, I ask them the question: Do you have a supportive entourage? You know, you know, whether it's your husband, your kids, your friends, and they all say, "Oh yes, you know, my husband's really supportive, or my friends are really supportive." But you were getting to kind of week five, week six, and then I, you know, we identify that they really don't even like their husband, don't even like their partner, don't even like their job, honestly. And so what happens is they i'm not saying they leave their partners in the end but they really start to wake up and then they start to develop this inner grit this inner resilience that then they you know week nine or ten they sort of share with me that they've always wanted to start this side business so then i start to help them with their business and from when you see them transform remember they're coming to me to lose weight right so we're sure we get into you know food and i help them literally meal by meal, take an egg out, or sorry, take this out, put an egg in, whatever. I help them with the food side and the exercise portion. But it's that mindset of really understanding, what do you want? Let's you know unpack where you're at now, what do you want? And let's bridge that gap. So from seeing them from where they start to where they finish, they're like a totally different person. They've transformed their health, or they're, they're not maybe sometimes not quite at their end goal, because some women need to lose 20, 30, 40 pounds. You can't do it fast. It has to be slow and steady. I'm not here for um, fad diets, quick fix. It doesn't work, right? You're building new habits. You're building a new lifestyle. You're building a new you mentally and physically, mind, body. And at the end of that time of working together, they've, you know, really transformed mentally who they are, what they want. They've started businesses. They're having better relationships with their partner or they've got plans in place to leave their partner because they're stronger women, they're just, and that's what I love. I I really teach women, they do the work, but I teach them how to develop a backbone. I find that a lot of women don't have a backbone. I'm being completely honest. You know, their partner does all the finances. Their partner make decisions for them. I teach them how to just own their own life because no one's coming to save you. If your partner, you know, touched wood, passed away, your partner left. You know, some women don't even, I've been with women where their partners have left them to become, um a woman right they're transitioning mm-hmm. they had no idea this is during the time working together so you don't know what life's going to throw you in the future so learn to develop and um grit and resilience and strength and that backbone to be yourself stand up for yourself so just it's that whole mental strength that i love um the food and the exercise is actually the easy part joseph
1: well you know what i would like to say uh speaking as as a man too is that i don't want a a passive or a submissive uh, woman as a partner because that doesn't help me with my confidence if it if i don't feel like my partner is saying her piece or um sharing her opinion or is willing to 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 make decisions all of which by the way my partner is willing to do then I would just have this feeling that like I'm just in control of everything all the time, which not only is an extra burden for me, but it's also it's hard to feel happy with the idea that someone was just more, I don't know, co- coerced or compelled uh, to 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 be a part of this rather than coming from a place of a genuine connection and want to become closer. So, you know, it, it's, it's helpful for, for men too. The women that we want to share our lives with are, are have that grit and have that resilience to them
0: and i feel for women because you know they get married they have kids they work they've got a lot on and they don't really have the space to think about it so most of the women i work with i mean you know my youngest has been 21 and my oldest was 74 a lady in um, new york and it's not until the kids are older or that they kind of get this sort of space to start to think about or you know something like a pandemic where they have to sort of sit with themselves to understand what am i doing with my life or so you know years can go by before you even realize the situation that you're in at the end of the day i think everyone wants the best for each other but i think sometimes people do come together in a marriage that they haven't really fully developed as people themselves and thinking that if they go into a partnership that the other person is going to fix them, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 10, 20 years goes past, you have some kids and, and then you realize, Oh my God, I don't really like my husband or don't really like my partner. I know. And, uh, how and I've put on 20 pounds, how do I fix this? You know, then they call someone like a coach thinking that the weight loss is going to fix them, but it's not until we unpack it all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, life, life's an interesting journey. Um, and I think We can kind of be on autopilot and cruise through life to a certain degree, but one day you've got to wake up and go, what am I doing? Am I happy? Yes, no. What are the steps I'm going to take? And this is where a coach can help. Um, but you've got to find the right coach. You know, some people listening to me
1: mm-hmm. may
0: think, oh God, you know, she's not the coach. She wouldn't be the right person for me. But you need to find someone that you resonate with, reach out to them, ask for help, always be asking questions, be curious about life. How can I get better? Ask the universe, ask God, show me. How can I be better? You know, what's the next step for me? And just trust and be guided and go with that little intuition or that little premonition that you get.
1: For, for those of you who uh, may, Uh, Feel like they need to look into a different coach. Feel free to check our archive of other episodes of the Impactful Coaching Podcast. I'm sure uh, someone will, (laughs) you know what I mean. Just check out the other episodes. Uh, Notes to uh, producers: We should really put like an archival page just so that we can help start connecting people to coaches. Okay. Uh, Metatextual part of that over. So one of the things that I also wanted to hear about, just in 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 helping uh, with clients, is. I think there's a particular challenge in terms of reinforcement, uh, positive reinforcement, but also the necessary consequences. Like if, if a client is not meeting an outline goal, uh, or or they're, you're you're realizing that the issues that you were supposed to work on are, have been more prevalent, but they haven't been identified. So how do you how do you handle with people who are not necessarily keeping up with their Uh, their responsibilities to to the plan is it about like we maybe we missed something or we need to change the plan or you need to give some tough love how do you handle stuff yeah great
0: question again i love it but then we really need to revisit why did they contact me in the beginning and i asked them on the first call Mm -hmm,
1: right back from the beginning yeah Yeah.
0: why why did you contact me today you know and make an appointment why didn't you contact me a week ago a month ago six months ago what was it that shifted in your mind for you to go right i'm going to reach out to a coach so remember why you started this in the in the beginning. So we need to go back and create that compelling reason why because that's what's going to get your butt off the couch. And I'll give you some reasons. Once I I dig in with, you know, some of my clients what, you know, why they want to create this change, it's always about seven layers deep. The first layer will be, "Oh, I just want to feel good," you know, or I want to get into my clothes. And I say, well, why do you want to get into your clothes? Why do you want to feel good? Oh, because I don't really want to, you know, buy a new wardrobe, um, you know. And I, why don't you want to buy a new wardrobe? Oh, it's because I don't really have the money. Why don't you have the money? It's because I'm in a job that I that I hate. Why are you in a job that you hate? Um, oh, because I don't have the skill or, you know. Well, do you see what I mean? I'm digging, digging, digging. And when we Mm -hmm. get to that real root cause, why they want to create change, some of the women, one woman was so scared she was going to die because her sister died young. Um, Another woman was going into a practice. There were two lawyers. She had to be thinner than than her lawyer partner. It was just so important to her. And another lady that was living in Dubai, she wanted her friends' husbands to think she was hot when they were sitting by the pool. Not because she wanted to flirt with them, but that was validation to her that she had a great body. It's interesting people's reasons why. I had one lady who was traveling all around Australia, business travel, when she walked into the Qantas lounge, rocking her denim jeans with her white shirt and her boots, these were her words. She wanted businessmen to turn heads and look at her. That would make her feel good because she didn't feel good. Everyone has their own reasons. It doesn't matter what it is. for me when i was younger i just wanted to look hot like my hot friends (laughs) it doesn't matter what it is but when you get really raw and get the compelling reason keep going back to that that's why you started and imprint that in your mind this is why i started this is why it's important to me and for some women as well who have children they want to live a long life for their kids you know they don't want their little son or daughter saying "Mummy's fat right this happens a lot Mm -hmm. they want to get off the alcohol but there's many many reasons so when they're not sticking to their goals we just go back to that real raw reason because that's that's your motivator you know and then maybe it's because what we're working you know your meal plan maybe you don't like what's in your meal plan like everything is fixable everything has a solution and you just have to ask well how can I change it you know How can I get better at this? And just wait and listen for the answers. Maybe the gym is not for you. I mean, weight training definitely is going to shape your body, but maybe you just really, really dislike the gym. So it's just breaking it down into smaller micro reasons and getting really raw and then flipping that um, and working on little steps to climb back out. So that's where I work with women, really micro. There's a lot of coaches out there. Um, who will give meal plans and things like that and sometimes it works for people i don't know i'm just a little bit different i really really dig into your life and understand you as a person i take my hat off and put it onto your head and really understand what goes on in your mind and we unpack it and then and then pack it back into an order that's going to work for you and we have um, i mean i'm not here to sell my coaching i'm just saying this is how i work with women
1: Oh no! Feel free. Feel feel free. No, that actually is part of the part of it. Well,
0: you know, we have They have walkie-talkie access to me. It's like an app. It's free. It's not. You know, just a free app where you can walkie-talkie me. You just hold down the button, ask me a question, tell me how you're feeling. Um, you know, you could be at the supermarket and want to check out a label, send it to me. I really work closely. It's that I'm literally kind of in your pocket, um, to really help you on those days where it's not easy. Not on the days where it's easy, Mm -hmm. I'm still there for you, but you know, life is not one straight line, it's up and down. So um, when people are off track, tell me, get on the walkie talkie, tell me what you're thinking, what are you feeling? Do we need to change your thought? You know, and just, and it just becomes um, a new habit to start to do that. Because like I said, I don't wake up every morning feeling fantastic. Most days I wake up thinking I hate the world, but I flip it into no, I'm not going to live like that in that mindset. I'm going to live in this mindset. Show me, universe, how great today it can be. Does that make sense? Or am I sounding like a crazy lady? <laughs>
1: <laughs> am I allowed to say? Am I allowed to say a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, maybe? <laughs> So <laughs> the The walkie-talkie thing sounds kind of uh, kind of interesting. So you say it's an app. So is it a delayed message where you'll get the message when you get it, or is it really like happening live at in, in the moment? Like any minute now, someone might walkie-talkie you and ask you a Absolutely. question. Absolutely
0: live, instant. Hold the button down, talk to me, and then it'll beep beep me straight away. Now because of the time zone, I may not get back to you straight away. Um, but generally, yeah, mm-hmm. my um, my it's called Boxer. It just goes off all the time.
1: Interesting. I, I just never heard of that app before, but I. I think it's a, it's a great way to put their mind at ease too. And I think if I, if I just put myself in the, in the shoes of the client for a second, I think having it there is also a, a way to create this form of positive tension where it's like, I don't want to rely on this as a crutch. I don't even want to call it a crutch. This is something where maybe I could, I could uh, I dial her up, but maybe if I, I can just handle this one on my own. So knowing that I didn't take that opportunity to me, it might be positive reinforcement, so that's it's, it works when it's not working as well as when it actually is working. Conversely, over reliance on it can end up becoming more problematic. It's
0: comforting knowing it's there, and a lot of women initially they yeah. use it a lot to contact me, and then they don't because they would just think, you know, do what Irene? What would Irene do? You know, and I empower them to just create their own decision in the end. You see, so but knowing that I'm there, that they can literally just push a button and ask me a question is just comforting, but in the end they make their own decision. As a coach, you don't I don't tell people what to do, I guide them. And they as we work together, you create these aha moments. Right. So it's just that extra level of support, you know. I created, I wish I had this coaching program available to me when I was younger. Not for weight loss, but more from a mindset point of view, someone that I can just go, you know what, I'm having a really crappy day today. And how am I going to dig myself out? And then we just go back and forth a little bit on Voxer, the, the app, um, about the situation. And I get them to start to think in a different way. And then they like, yeah, cool. Okay, now I feel better. And they go on about their day.
1: I, and one of the longstanding themes that I found has developed on this program, not just with this episode, but overall, is the idea that behavior is a symptom of something. So people coming in, having an issue with one thing. And in reality, that issue is just an indicator of something deeper going on. And so uh, I appreciate being able to uh, explore that in different ways and talking to different people, um, uh, health and mindset for for today, but uh, anxiety, um, people who are specifically speaking, public speaking coaches, where a lot of that nervousness comes from. So there's a lot of different angles that that the issue is being addressed at. And likewise, the success that I hear from clients has always been a matter of really being able to dig in and create this new influence from within that prevails over a lot of the negativity and the intrusive thoughts that have been there uh, prior to. So with that though, we actually hit the hour mark, so I do got to start wrapping this up. But I just want to ask you a couple more stuff just for the fun of it. Uh, this is totally a fluff question, but I it's actually pretty relevant here. What do you what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, I and love dinner?
0: It. It's funny, um, to, to lose weight, you, you what I find most people don't eat enough protein. And if you don't know what proteins are, uh, Google them or learn, what they are, like chicken, meat, fish, you know, the standard ones, nuts, etc. So if you need to have one gram of protein per one kilo body weight, which is 2.2 pounds in your um, your world, figure out how much protein you need to have per day, and then divide that by five or six, because you should be eating every two to three hours. So for breakfast, if you think, all right, what am I going to have that's protein? So every morning, I have the same thing. I have pretty much half a cup of quick cut oats. So oats are, you know, not the rolled round oats, they're quick cut, they're kind of chopped up. Half a cup of raw oats with a scoop of protein powder. Now, protein powder is the easy thing to go to, and I highly recommend everyone have um, a vanilla protein powder in their cupboard because it's easy to top up your protein. Because remember, you need to have that daily recommended amount of protein every day to keep your muscle mass that you've got half a cup of quick cut oats, scoop of protein powder and some pumpkin seeds or pepitas because they're high in magnesium. This sounds really hard, but it's not. I've actually got little containers on my bench and I have a little scoop and I just scoop out the oats. I scoop out the protein powder. I scoop out the pepitas or pumpkin seeds um, and sometimes there's chia or sunflower seeds in there as well. And then I have uh, almond milk. Okay, a little bit of almond milk with a dollop of coconut yogurt on top and um, a few berries. That sounds really hard, but it seriously takes two seconds. And I have had the same breakfast for such a long time. And if you think about it, it's a little bit of carb, a little bit of protein. It um, also gets some protein from the nuts and seeds and the fats, which is in the coconut yogurt. Okay, it's coconut yogurt. That's my breakfast. And then mid-morning, I may have two boiled eggs and a banana. Um, once again, it's protein in the eggs. Okay. For lunch, it may be some rice cakes with um, a little bit of tomato. And um, I buy chicken from the grocery store. They cook the chicken the day before and then they have it cold in the deli. So I just put a little bit of chicken on that. Once again, it's protein. So already I've had 20 grams at breakfast, 20 grams mid-morning, 20 grams at lunch. So I've already had 60 grams of protein. Then in the afternoon, um, oh, what do I have? i have a mix of things maybe it's a little bit of hummus or hummus with some carrot sticks um and then for dinner it's generally uh, a meat or chicken or fish with vegetables and then i have some chocolate so you can see that i sprinkled out my protein that's one thing that women don't Mm -hmm. do they have uh protein for dinner and maybe a little bit at lunch and they only have 40 grams a day but you really should be hitting around that sort of 90 grams of protein per day
1: so the idea of the 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 mid-morning meal kind of that in between breakfast and lunch, not technically brunch in the sense that brunch is when somebody forgets to have breakfast and just has breakfast at, at lunchtime, but just the idea of that, that, that middle meal, it, it lines up with some of the stuff that I've been taught when I saw a naturopath. And now, you know, you the if you treat your stomach like a computer, it's better to have your computer on and running consistently. Maybe you put it on sleep in a low power state, but then you activate it when it's time to use it. Versus shutting it off and then turning it on and then uh, using the extra energy it takes for the boot up and shutdown process. Likewise, our stomachs, same problem. Like if we have the big meals and then nothing and then big meal and then nothing, then big meal and then nothing, it, it, it puts more strain on the stomach than a consistent digestive process. That's what my naturopath taught me and it always yeah, stuck with me. Yeah,
0: but it's also insulin. So you remember you've been sleeping all night, okay? Mm, you wake right. up in the morning, if you have a fruit pop or what do they call it, you know, fruit loops or whatever, high sugary breakfast, you're going from a state of sleeping to then all of a sudden spiking your sugar. Okay. And then if you don't eat for four hours, your sugar is going to drop. So you kind of get this, you know, like a, um, Uh, like a share market you get the volatility the peaks up and down up and down you don't want that you want to have a nice sort of as much as you can a straight line with regards to your insulin because the more peaks that you get your you as you raise um, your blood sugar raises so does your insulin and it's dangerous so your body says oh okay that's too much insulin I'm going to swipe that and I'm going to store it in your fat cells and I'm going to keep it there so you want to make sure that insulin level is nice and sustained hence why you want to eat every two to three hours and I just want to, this is important. I just want to point this out. Um, the reason why you want to eat every two to three hours as well is because you don't want to allow yourself to get hungry. You know, when you, you might be sitting at your desk and you think you kind of get that little pang in your stomach, that's ghrelin going, hey, I'm hungry, feed me. If you ignore that and wait 10, 15, 20 minutes, or even half an hour, you get to that point on the hunger scale that you get really hungry or hangry and then you get to famished right and then when you get to, to that point you can eat a packet of biscuits easy so you, i don't allow myself to mm-hmm. get hungry i'm always eating like that guy that my neighbor and i said i'm eating all the time so people think to lose weight you restrict your food no i'm actually eating all the time but i eat good food like eggs or hummus or you know what i mean i'm just and you know, i have cold chicken i just might eat a little bit of chicken here or there and I still have my chocolate, right? I want to have a cake. I have a cake, just I. But I'm always eating because I'm respecting my body and I'm keeping my insulin levels sustained. You see, because it's the peaks of that insulin mm-hmm. that stores body fat. The
1: the insulin side of it is definitely not something that is um, relevant on my mindset, but I, I look forward to changing that. So, so last question for you, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. But. Do you do you do any fasting at all, or do you find that fasting has not really been effective for your body type, or do you find that the whole idea of like intermittent fasting isn't really a, maybe you don't think it's a good idea? Look, or not? if you
0: don't eat, you're not gonna you know you're gonna put not put on weight, right? I be, I've seen women who've been intermittent mm-hmm. fasting for years, and it wreaks havoc on your digestive system, and especially later on in life when your hormones start to change, you go perimenopausal, etc. Intermittent fasting, look, every now and then, even every quarter, I might do a one day where I just juice all day, right? But I do not believe in intermittent right. fasting long-term. If you can delay, um, you know, when you get up, if you can sort of delay an hour or two before you eat something, and remember it's small. So when I talk about meals, they're only small, but they're consistent they're every two to three hours. Um, people don't eat in the morning or they're fasting, and then they're so hungry in the afternoon because you're wreaking havoc with your insulin levels, your digestive system. So no, I'm not a fan of long-term intermittent fasting at all. Um, I'm even not a long uh, fan of keto. Keto has its, you will lose weight if you're on keto, but it's not a long-term strategy. Fasting is not a long-term strategy. I'm all about sustained um, weight loss, sustained you know weight maintenance. Um, and that just means eating regularly, small meals, lots of protein, um, you know, lots of water, moving the body great mindset and all encompassing it works it just takes work you have to want to you have to want it that's why you're compelling reason so that's why you need a coach just to help you put it all together not me you can be any coach you know as long as they um guide you in the right way but yeah it's not just about food I, i encourage i don't know it's it's all mindset, Joseph. I <laughs> keep coming back
1: to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate the time that I've got to uh, spend with you today to, to learn about all this stuff. And it's really, really like tangible, actionable stuff uh, right towards the end there that I was hoping for as well. So I I just wanted to give you the floor once more in case there was any other uh, thoughts or reactions floating in your mind that you wanted to uh, express on the program and then otherwise uh, just let us know what are you wor- what are you working on and where we can we where we can find yeah, i just
0: encourage people to really just stop and um, really think about what they're thinking about and you know are they in a happy place um, and if not start to work on what do they really want out of life um, and start to you know jot things down research online to find someone to help you uh, and really start to take the time to work on themselves because i find a lot of ladies wait until they're desperate for a change. Don't wait till you're desperate. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, go and walk around a hospital ward in the cardiology section and really see what could happen. You know, that's not to frighten you, but it's like take ownership of your life. You know, you don't have to do it all alone. You are not an expert in weight loss, um, if that's what your main priority is. So, you know, hire a coach or I think everyone needs coaches in life. Um, You know, to find me, you can go to my website, to be honest, I was hacked a little while back, my social media and everything is a total mess. Um, yes, I did have two-factor authentication. Long story, won't bore you with that. But it's just been—it really has impacted my business. But yeah, just go to my website, book a call with me. We can have a you know one-on-one chat and just see, you know, whether we're the right fit together. Um, if not, I've got—I'm very resourceful, so I can give you lots of tools and things to work on. I'm happy to give you workbooks and things to start to uncover your mindset. Um, there's no. Heavy pressure to work together at all. I just want you to create change. I will ignite something in you to create a change. Uh, it's not going to be a fluffy call. I'll be direct, but um, just start to make that change because life is too short.
1: And and with that, I just wanted to say thank you once more for your time and your expertise. Uh, I couldn't appreciate you enough. And now you have the the whole day uh, to <laughs> <laughs> uh, to do to do as you see fit. So. Um, with that, to my audience, as always, your participation in, in your way does mean a lot to me, uh, to everybody who is listening. If there's anything that uh, we can do or any feedback, or if you are a coach yourself and you want to give the program a shot, I'm more than, more than happy to hear from you. It is joseph at impactfulcoachingpodcast.com. It is spelled the way you think. And with all of that said, we are going to sign off for today. It is the endeavor of the Impactful Coaching Podcast to whatever it is you do make sure that you're impactful thank you joseph
0: great to talk to you